When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Yellowstoners, a podcast dedicated to getting high on drama, digging into the Duttons and everything Yellowstone and 1883, hosted by myself, Mike D'Angelo, and editor-in-chief of The Playlist, Rodrigo Perez. Today, we do not have a cast member to interview, but we do have a lot of news to discuss when it comes to the Taylor Sheridan verse, and then we're talking about episodes seven and eight of the 10-episode first season of 1883. But before we jump into the new episodes, I've got to tell you that Yellowstoners is a part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes the Playlist Podcast, Bingeworthy, uh, The Discourse, Be Real, Deep Focus, Fourth Wall, and more. Like and subscribe on any of your podcast apps of choice and drop us a comment on iTunes. Uh, rate us on Apple Podcasts, as we always appreciate it. Like I said before, uh, we get into episodes seven and eight. We have to mention that Taylor Sheridan, writer, creator, producer extraordinaire of Yellowstone in 1883, has unofficially been anointed the king of Paramount Plus uh, this past week with five new series coming to the streamer. And that's just, you know, the stuff that was announced and, and talked about. And this is including another Yellowstone prequel and 1883 sequel 1932, which will follow uh, a new generation of Duttons in the kind of prohibition slash Western expansion slash Great Depression era. Um, and then Paramount will also be supersizing season five of Yellowstone with two parts of seven episodes each uh, that that will air kind of separately from one another. So and then they're also developing the the four sixes series, but they haven't really announced uh, too much about that since details and they don't know really when they're going to launch except for it was mentioned in a Wall Street Journal article today that it, it's probably going to be towards the end of season five of Yellowstone. But two questions here, Rodrigo. One, is there such thing as too much Dutton? And two, will Taylor Sheridan survive working on all of these shows at once in one capacity or another? It's pretty crazy. I mean, yesterday Paramount did it's uh it's big flex you know it had its big investors day and uh viacom cbs which is now known just as paramount they keep switching back and forth they have been doing that over the years uh it was their time to be like disney investors day and, and flex and show all, all all their stuff we won't talk about everything because some of it's unrelated to this but taylor sheridan is has basically made paramount plus a thing even though yellowstone is not even on paramount plus but <laughs> Given all his spinoffs and 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 all the the talk about it, he he's just like the excuse me he's he's just he's he's he owns the land there, man, and he's gone he's doing this big land grab basically on Paramount Plus. They love him. They've given him carte blanche. He continues to do that. So what used to be three shows on Paramount, which was Yellowstone, Mayor of Kingstown, and 1883, has now basically blossomed into. Well, there's almost, I think, I think it would be in total like 10, but yes, <laughs> I do think there's too much uh, Dutton. I think some of this stuff is like kind of ridiculous, but it's also just as someone who admires 
hustlers and people in positions of power creatively, I'm on one hand, I'm like, oh my God, this is just absolutely ridiculous. On the other hand, I'm like, holy shit. Yesterday, there was a barrage of announcements and literally like, I've just finished putting up a story like five minutes before we got on because there was another story. So it was like a two-part, the two-pronged attack of Taylor Sheridan versus stuff yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday, he got his own announcement video and everything. With yeah, he got stars. his own announcement video that he like recorded and everything. And and, mm-hmm. and the big announcement from yesterday was yet another Yellowstone spinoff, the fourth one, which is called, which as you mentioned, 1932, basically would follow the children of faith hill and tim mcgraw that we are watching on 1883 now so it's like they're going to cover every fucking period ever so that that was the big announcement but of course they mentioned four other shows on that that series and then again today as you mentioned uh they revealed that yellowstone is coming this summer broken up into two parts one coming in the summer one coming in the fall and of course that being used and utilized in that manner to tee up a lot of these other shows, which we can get into, but it's just, it's so ridiculous, but it's so ambitious that I sort of admire it in some sort of kind of way too. It's just, it's really crazy. Yeah. It's nuts. I don't know how he's going to be able to steer all these ships or how much involvement he's going to have in some of these that were announced, but you have to assume that the Yellowstone stuff is going to be all over. Well, it's interesting in that article that was just published on the Wall Street Journal uh, a few hours ago this afternoon, we just just caught it. Um, they did say that he's going to be taking a step back. Oh, really? That he's, that he's going to start outlining stuff and handing it off to other people. And we're already seeing that because for one, he, he's got a new show coming fall uh, 2022 called uh, The Tulsa King, which is a, a mob drama starring Sylvester Stallone. And he's already hired a, a new showrunner for that. That was, the original announcement was like, you know, Stallone and uh, a, a new showrunner, and that is uh, Terry Winter of Boardwalk Empire fame. Oh um, wow! Terry Winter is uh, one of the biggest showrunners in television right now. He is Martin Scorsese's go-to showrunner. If Martin Scorsese wants to make a show, the first call he makes is to Terry Winter and see if Terry Winter wants to be involved. And Terry Winter always says yes, um, no matter what. And which is maybe the downfall of Vinyl, which is a <laughs> show that Terry Winter said yes to immediately. But it just because it was Scorsese, but it didn't it didn't really click. It didn't really work. Um, but regardless, Terry Winter is one of the biggest showrunners in television, and he is going to be doing the Tulsa King. So he'll be in control of that. And, and from the sounds of this, uh, this uh, Wall Street Journal article, Sheridan is going to be dialing back. And apparently what was really interesting, there was even a line there that he had, had essentially, he had heard, you know, well, they didn't talk to him, but they talked to Chris McCarthy from Paramount, uh, who runs MTV and Paramount and, and Viacom CBS. He's one of the head chiefs there that basically they had sort of heard the criticism and it's funny because it just started and it's criticism that like comes from us too, that, that like Cielito's season four wasn't that good. And so because of that, he is dialing back and he's going to, he's going to delegate and he's going to get other people to do uh, some of these other things, which I mean, at this point they are just going to have to do regardless because there is just too much stuff. There's no way one man, I mean, he already writes all of Yellowstone. He wrote all of 1883 and he directs some of it. Yeah. And this isn't even taking into account his film projects. Right. Although at this point, I don't know how many there are, and I don't feel like many of them are in very active development. 
And uh, I'm sure this is where his focus is because this is his gold mine. This is his baby right now. And, and yeah, be kind of a fool to develop to movies while you're doing all this stuff. Like you, you got to keep <laughs> your, you know, eyes on the prize. So I, I, I don't expect that we will see other than like, if he's got some script that someone bought exactly years ago and someone's making it and he's not really involved then, then sure. But like, I, I don't see, um, you know, the film world being much of his, uh, in his world right now. Um, and so then, then there was like three other shows mentioned uh, yesterday. Yeah. Landman, we- Lioness, yeah. Tulsa King, 1932, and then season yeah. two of Mayor of Kingstown. Yeah. And Landman is going to star Billy Bob Thornton, who is, who was on 1883. Lioness is a C- CIA. Oh, Landman is, a, is, is going to be in uh, like an oil industry show. Yep. And uh, oh, Bass Reeves as well. I missed one. <laughs> Lioness is a, is a female driven CIA special forces series that Zoe Saldana is going to star in. Uh, Nicole Kidman is an executive producer. There is Bass Reeves with David Yellowo, who's which is going to be a black western, which Sheridan in that video already kind of hinted lives within the world of 1883. Um, oh. that that uh is around the same period. He's, he called it a parallel world to oh, okay. Uh, to the 1880s so his his whole thing right now is kind of aping marvel in a kind of way the interconnected universe and every show he has now is teeing something else up and that's part of that article too is how one thing tees up another so it's very uh, easy to see that 1883 either season two or season three uh will tee up bath reeves and that's basically how he's doing it that article says yellowstone season five the first part of it is going to tee up stallone's the tulsa king um (laughs) And, and I don't know how they're doing that or if they're, I mean, they're both modern shows and connected. So maybe there's going to be some sort of way that, that maybe they know each other or something, but yes, part one of season five is going to tee up that. And then I believe, God, they mentioned like, I think two other tee ups. I can't remember even what, what they are exactly offhand. I mean, even though I just wrote about it five minutes ago, my brain is on fire from like <laughs> having spit out. Too much Taylor that. Sheridan. <laughs> but basically everything is a swing to the next thing, right? So it's like Yellowstone season five swings to Tulsa. Tulsa swings to uh, part two of Yellowstone. Yellowstone part two swings to 1883 season two, which is also expected in the fall. Also mayor of Kingstown season two is expected next year or this year. So there's could be like four more series, active series on air on Paramount Plus in the fall of next year, which is just insane. It's the Sheridan Plus streaming service. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Plus Star Trek and a few other things, you know. You won't need, like, just trying to keep up. If these dates hit, because sometimes these people get optimistic about stuff, but yeah, if this stuff lands as the way it's being set up right now, especially mentioned in that article, that means basically from the summer of this year until basically the end of the year you'll have you'll be if you're watching this stuff like we are you'll we'll be watching this stuff constantly it'll be yellowstone tulsa yellowstone mayor of kingstown 1883 something like that and then even mentioned like well maybe 666 could premiere by the end of the year right and and i'm thinking like no you can't because you don't have the space for it but they did buy the four sixes ranch (laughs) 
they certainly have it. Yeah. But that, like, I, there's no way, like, the article does mention that six, six, the four sixes could come by the end of the year. And literally, it's like you don't have the bandwidth. You don't have the space for it. It's like, you know, the way, like, Marvel doesn't do, you know, Moon Knight is going to be in March, and then and then the next show will be, like, a month later or whatever. They don't step on each other's toes. Although, yeah, has done that where, because I think there's, I think their three shows have kind of been running concurrently. Yeah, 1883 um, and Yellowstone crossed over a bit. Yep. And, and uh, Mayor Kingstown. So maybe they like to overlap. Yeah. Well, all of this is sort of interesting too, because <laughs> Mayor of Kingstown is the one that hasn't been actually interconnected yet, but maybe that's coming because I don't know if it needs to. No, it certainly doesn't need to. None of this stuff does. No. To, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned, uh, it can all live on its own, but um, this is what they like doing. And this is what he likes doing. And it's interesting and like, even if you don't watch any of this stuff, I would assume you have to be fascinated by the nature of this sort of interconnected television storytelling and the way it's being done. It's just really, it's, it's really something. It is. It's just nuts. Should we jump into episodes seven and eight? Whatever you want. Sure. We've been talking about 1883 for its, its whole season here. We've yet to break down episode seven and eight. Uh, as a reminder, for some reason, if you're jumping onto this midway, uh, 1883's journey follows James Dutton, uh, father of John Dutton, who is the, you know, the OG Yellowstone patriarch. Uh, but in this one, it's played by Tim McGraw as he and his family, played by Faith Hill and Isabel May, head northwest uh, from Fort Worth, Texas, in search of land and, and opportunity as people did in there in those days. And uh, they're roped into joining a caravan of immigrants. And from there, it's it's kind of been Oregon Trail the series, like we say. Uh, it's it's everyone versus the elements and bandits and tornadoes or whatever comes. And uh, it's really high budget, well-written drama. And episode, uh, let's go over episode seven and eight. So as the caravan kind of enters Comanche territory, as it did at the end of episode six, they, they kind of find themselves in the middle of the field during a tornado, which scatters their cattle and destroys some wagons. And in the midst of this, Elsa meets Sam, uh, a Comanche Indian man who names her lightning with the yellow hair. And they kind of quickly develop this uh, romance and he becomes just like a lover to her like that. Those teenage hormones are working. And, and then the group, you know, they get caught in a gunfight with some cattle thieves. Multiple people are shot, including Shay and Thomas and James, but none of them are killed. No one is surprisingly, no one dies in the tornado either. And then in episode eight, the gang gathers up some wild horses from, you know, some of the, the cattle and horses they lost. James kind of defies Shay and becomes the leader of the caravan as they agree to kind of continue on to Oregon instead of Denver, where Shay preferred to go. And then Elsa pretty much emotionally has married Sam. They, they don't have a ceremony. There's this big to do about a ceremony, but she doesn't want to even have a ceremony. So they're just married in their in their minds. And she says she'll continue on to Oregon, but just so she knows where to visit. And after that, she's going to return to Sam uh, where he is. So there's an emotional goodbye and, and Elsa and Sam part ways for now or probably forever if this show has any indication of what will happen in the future. But the caravan is, is headed north into our final two episodes, episodes nine and 10. So Rodrigo, what were your thoughts on uh, these two episodes so far? You know, I've been a little bit bagging the show a little bit, but I really <laughs> liked the, the tornado episode. I thought it was pretty interesting. 
Although fucking Sheridan shows up again in the middle again. Of it. <laughs> I was like, he's defied the odds and, and become multiple characters within the Yellowstone verse. <laughs> yeah, he shows up again. This time he's got this ridiculous, big, wacky beard. And I just howled laughing. My wife and I just like laughed so hard. Um, fine, whatever you do to you, it's your shows. You know, who, who are we to... Who are we to argue, I guess. Now um, I want him to show up in every single Yellowverse related show as yeah, a different no, character. I, I, I do too. I think it would be really <laughs> funny. Um, he hasn't shown up on the of Kingstown yet. Oh, yet. fingers crossed. Um, but a lot of the, the a lot of the character actors that have appeared on both shows, like there's definitely like a like a couple of the guards on Mayor of Kingstown have been on Yellowstone, and the cook on 1883 has also been on all three of them. Yeah, that's why they can't cross over. They've got too much overlap on that show. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was pretty interesting. You know, the the sort of sudden romance between uh, Elsa and Sam. Uh, yeah, Elsa, yes, was was a, a little a little ridiculous, but maybe on par for 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 who she is in this show. Uh, the tornado stuff was pretty interesting, and then yeah. and then when they lost the horses and and they had to round them up. That was pretty exciting. It was pretty like, you know, it's good television. Yeah. The cattle thieves shootout, that kind of thing. That was pretty well put together, you know, like mm-hmm. well shot and pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. You also get to know Sam really well, really quick. Like yes. they, they give you a, a real good painting of who he is in that episode seven. And then he develops even more in episode eight. I, I like him. That's what I consider good writing. Like yeah. if you ever get a sense of a character really fast and you know, who he is and, and how he feels and you get the essence of a character fast, whether it's like, you know, he's got these amazing lines of dialogue or not. That's good writing. That's just the whole good package of just like, he's only been here for a second and we kind of get to know him really fast. So that works, right? Mm-hmm. It continues to be a really solid, well-written epic Western that you just don't see these days. And mm-hmm. I, I'm really high on it. I'm hoping it sticks the landing. But we'll see. I don't even know if they're going to get to, you know, the the big reveal at the beginning of the show, the the shootout with all the the different Indians. But who knows? It, it could well, end up there. In the territory now. So it seems like they're teasing it up, right? Yeah, you'd think they are. But who knows if that's somewhere way down the line? I it, think it's going to probably be the end of this final or penultimate episode. You know, mm-hmm. maybe the, maybe I, I, I my guess would be it would be the penultimate episode is when we see that first flashback from episode one. Mm hmm. So one final question before we wrap it up. How long do you want to see this story go? We know that 1932 is coming. How long do you want to stick with James Dutton and his crew? Well, not much longer. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, I, I think the show's decent. Okay, pretty interesting. Uh, arguably more interesting than the fourth season of Yellowstone, anyhow. Sure. But, uh, you know, I don't think it needs to go on forever, but that's my problem is like i'm just worried that they're gonna go on for a long time they're gonna Uh, walking dead these yeah i I don't really think they need to i think they could totally wrap this up in two seasons maybe three but who knows i mean i you know i don't know uh is is tim mcgraw and 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 faith hill do they have like i don't i don't follow their music careers or or, or at some point they're gonna be like oh they gotta do an album tour we can't (laughs) we can't we can't do this uh, that's honestly my 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 hope is that like their music, all their music obligations will basically say to Sherry and look, this got to end in three seasons. So, yeah. Uh, and I assume if they yeah. they put out an album now, it would be red hot with the series and the the kind of goodwill they've created. Oh, with some yeah, of the fans. yeah, yeah. Because they're like back in it. Right. They're back exactly. on television. They're like, that's actually pretty smart. 
thing, right? You, you could record it. You could probably record a whole album in the time that they're off, right? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I know they're they're getting ready for season two, but you know, it's a few months off, probably in between each seasons. But who knows? Might already be recorded. Might you know not even be on their minds. It, it's totally up to them. Either way, I really am again shocked and pleasantly surprised at how great they are throughout the show so far both definitely um, for sure faith like and, that, and that was a, yes that was a big thing for me I, I might be a little bit on the fence about this show in general um just because well as we've discussed I'm not a fan of the voiceover that that sort of you know, <laughs> um the, there's been a lot of it these past couple yeah, and and, and, it, and it's the pov of the show and i just also think that having already gotten to like seven eight episodes that I don't know. It just feels like obstacles on on the on the Oregon Trail. How long can you do that for? But but that said, I think those two are just really really solid. Like yes, yeah. That they're, and they're, Isabel May. Like even even though you hate the voiceover, her performance is is quite good as well. Yeah, she's gonna. I, I'm predicting she's gonna be a huge star by the time this show's over. She's gonna. This is what happens a lot of times. Uh, she'll be like you know. She'll be in the lead for the next big Transformers movie in like yeah. 2025 or, you know, some franchise or, you know, someone, you know, just, just wait, just wait. You, she'll be, she'll be uh, uh, being cast in Marvel or, or some sort of franchise thing in, 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 in a, in a you know, few years, like give it like two years or something, or by the end, you know, by end of season two or season three, she's going to be all over the place. I uh, wouldn't doubt it. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up for there. We will continue on uh, in our final Yellowstoners episode for the season uh, next time, recapping episodes nine and 10. Uh, but we are also covering a lot of TV over on our newly relaunched Bingeworthy podcast. So either keep it here or there or in the film world, we got tons of podcasts to, to keep you occupied as well. There's a lot of content to be talked about. And as always, keep on Yellowstoning. Mm-hmm.